this thing in our mind that we have to build up ourselves on our most holy faith. We've got to keep walking, amen, by our faith and not by our sight. Because if we start looking, amen, then we're going to run into the wall. Amen. You've got to be like Superman, able to walk right through the wall, right? And that's what God desires of us, amen. And so we want to continue, amen. So our theme scripture is beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of this world and not after Christ. Amen. We want to be after him. We want everything we can get about Christ. As Paul told the church in Hebrews, let's go on to perfection. Let's forget the basics now. We're, we're going to do those things, okay? The basic stuff, repentance, baptism in Jesus' name, the filling of the Holy Ghost, living a holy and separated life, we're going to do that. That's, that's a requirement because it's basic, you know. Uh, when I was in the Army, and uh, these guys can probably tell you that was been in the military, there was a lot of basic things that you learn as soon as you walk through the door uh, that they didn't have to beat you over the head for the rest of the time you was in the military. And one of those things was to salute officers over you. That was one of the first things you learned, you know. And so no matter where you went, no matter where you were, if you saw some shiny bars or stars or whatever, you, you immediately knew what you better do. And nobody standing there with a gun to your head telling you what you needed to do. You just automatically, it kicked in. It's just like with the national anthem. You know, you heard. You know, you hear the national anthem today. You find most military people; they're going to immediately get up immediately because it's been drilled in their head. You know, and so this is the thing that God desires us to become. You know, Jesus says, "I'm going to write my law on your heart and on your mind, so everybody'll know me." Right. See, so when you get the Spirit of God in you, there are certain things that automatically start to working. It starts the kicking in, and you start to to make those adjustments and changes uh, in your life based on the Word of God. As James tells us to be doers of the Word and not hearers only, so that we do not deceive ourselves. Amen. So tonight, we want to pick up on this fourth uh, tradition that I feel we need to overcome. And uh, this is that of enabling, enabling. Most people doesn't see enabling as a tradition. But it is because we can get in the habit of enabling people to keep doing wrong, be continue to go down the wrong path instead of making them get off the train and get on another track. You know, and so this is what God desires of us. Amen. Many people continue to operate under those old ways and the lifestyle of the world, even in the church. Many of them are being enabled by social and governmental programs, handouts, and charities. Granted, these programs are available to aid, but they should not be thought of as a benefit. They should only be seen as a stepping stone to help you better yourself and to move forward. Amen. This is what we're getting at here. Amen. When we become new creatures in Christ Jesus, Paul says in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, he says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away, and behold, all things become new. Amen. And uh, everything about us should become new. We should have a new thought. We should have new outlooks on life now. This is what God wants us to do. He wants us to forget those things which are behind and reach forth. 
after those things which are for, we need to press on towards the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. So we got to start having a new outlook on life. Amen. We have to start doing what the Word of God tells us to do because God wants us to change. He wants us to be renewed. Luke chapter 4, verse 18 and verse 19, Jesus said that the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the broken heart, to preach deliverance to the captives, the recovery of sights to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, and to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. The gospel is designed to bring change. Amen. You can't come in contact with the gospel and not change. Amen. Because the gospel is designed to show you to start with to repent and turn around. And so, therefore, once you come into that relationship with Christ Jesus, you are supposed to begin to make the adjustments because you're going to find out, usually, I don't know about you, but for me, when I came into the revelation of the truth, I realized I had a whole lot of stuff I didn't get changed, you know. And so, and as a result of that, I had to begin to make those appropriate adjustments in my own life. I had to become a doer of God's Word, and that's what the gospel is designed to do. Amen. When we are talking about enabling, amen, we are speaking of overcoming the supporting of wrong. Amen. We don't want to keep supporting wrong things and doing wrong things. Amen. As long as we can keep supporting people that are doing wrong, we're enabling them. See? We are to teach them how to live right, to do what is right, so that they don't keep going down the wrong pathway. Amen. Amen. There are kids that keeps doing wrong, and parents just keep enabling them to keep doing wrong. Keep doing wrong. You know, we have to teach them. Moses says, and you fathers, you teach your children. Amen. We have to bring them up in the fear and the admonition of the Lord. Amen. You can't wait until your kid become a teenager to teach them how to be an adult. Amen. If you do, you can expect to run into some problems. Amen. From a child, you need to train them in the way that they should go. And when they're old, they won't depart from it. Amen. We have to raise them the right way. We have to teach them that there's a real world and there's going to be consequences in every decision that you make. Amen. You're going to have to teach them the right way, the Word of God, so that they will have a foundation of solid to stand upon, so that they know how to deal with circumstances and situations and problems and things that come into their lives, so that they can make the appropriate adjustments and move on to higher and better things in their lives. They got to be able to take some of those things that are thrown at them, amen, and be an overcomer. You know, a lot of times, you know, it goes back kind of like last week's lesson. You know, a lot of people become uh, victims because people say, oh, poor person, poor him, poor her, whatever. No, you need to teach them how to be overcomers. Amen. This world, you're in the world. <laughs> and, I, and the world is vicious. Amen. And if you think the enemy is just going to let you tiptoe through the tulips... You've got another throat coming. 
Amen. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. We wrestle against principalities and powers and rulers of the darkness of this world. So we have to teach people how to be overcomers, to be able to take some criticism, to be able to take some things that comes against you and rise above it. I like to call those things ugly bricks. <laughs> you know, a lot of times, you know, people say nasty things about you and call you all kinds of matter of evil falsely, you know. And, and those are what I call ugly bricks. And you're going to get hit with some of them. So you need to be able to take those bricks and build something out of them. As the song says, something beautiful, something good. All my confusion, Jesus understood. All I had to offer him was brokenness and strife, but he made something beautiful out of my life. Amen. If I never learn how to care for me, how to take a licking and get up, if I never learn how to be an overcomer and I've got to wait for somebody to come and pat me on my head every minute and say, oh, poor you, they did you wrong, they did you this, they did you that, you know, that's enabling the person. Because if you pat them on the head every time they, somebody says something, hurt their little feelings or her feelings or his feelings, What's going to take place is they're going to come running to you every time and they're never going to learn how to be an overcomer when somebody says things against them. Next thing you know, they'll be sitting in the corner all their lives at 40 years old, pouting like a red-eating cheese. Okay? So we've got to stop enabling people. I believe in helping people. Don't get me wrong. Amen? I believe in helping people at every juncture. Amen. There's been times I will give a person the $20. I've given people $100 bills. I've given, brought people groceries. I've did things to help them. But I'm not going to enable them. You're not going to come and knock on my door every time and expect me to give you 100 bucks. What find, I've found a lot of times is some people come to your door, they knock on your door, you give them 20 they come back. I'm talking about family, you know, and they keep coming back. You know, they think you're a cash cow or whatever, you know. And that's enabling them, preventing them from going to work. You know, our society, if you look at it today, you know, the world says you're going to always be an alcoholic. That's not true. You know, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. You know, but if you keep giving me money to buy alcohol... If you keep giving me money to say I'm always going to be an alcoholic, then what are you doing? You're enabling me to stay on that track. You know, the same way with drug dealers. You know, look what they're doing now. You know, I I couldn't believe it when they said, you know, they give them needles and all this stuff and put up boxes to throw away the bad needles because they don't want children to be able to get to the needles and all this stuff. That's enabling people to be drug users. See? That's what is happening. But that should not be to those of us in the church. We should not be providing anything that will keep them enabling and going down the wrong track. Amen. The gospel is designed to cut things off. Amen. You come into a relationship with Jesus Christ, and we are to rise. We are to rise. Old things are passed away. Amen. That your whole life should begin to change about how you see you as a child of God. 
how you look in your life should be totally new. Amen. Because that's what it's saying. you got to be able to see through the lens of Jesus Christ. The beauty, the things that God wants you to become now, you cannot be talking, looking back saying, well, when I was a child, you know, I, had, I didn't have this, I didn't have that, and all that. Yeah, I, I know that. I didn't. But I didn't stay there. You know, I, I can tell you personal life. I, I could have stayed in that environment. I could have been classified as a victim and says, oh, man, you didn't have running water in your house. You didn't have a bathroom in your house. You could see the stars through the tin roof at night, you know, when you went to bed, you know. I, I could become a victim to that. But no, I made up my mind that I'm going to be better. I'm going to move on. See? I'm, I'm going to change my environment. I'm going to make something out of my life. Say, I'm not going to sit around and get old being doing nothing. I want to leave a legacy of something. Okay? And so I've got to move on. Amen. And a lot of people just keep saying, oh, they're poor so-and-so and poor so-and-so. Oh, they, that's just how they are. That's how. No. If any man is in Christ, he's a new creature. Look at 1 Samuel 22, verse 2. 1 Samuel 22, verse uh, 2, I think it is. David is running from Saul. I think it's 1 Samuel 22, Michaela. Yeah. Now notice, look at this. And everyone that was distressed, everyone that was in debt, and everyone that was discontented gathered themselves to David or to him and became and he became a captain over them. I don't find a scripture where David says, Oh man, you guys, man, they just stress you out. Oh you poor fellows, man. Oh come on. Oh man, I'm so sorry they did that to you. Oh man, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry they took your money and Made you now you're in debt, man. I'm so sorry you're discontented. You know, I don't read that in scripture. You know what I find? That David took these 400 men and turned them into mighty warriors. Amen. He turned them into mighty warriors. He did not put pity on them. He turned them into mighty warriors. And when you start reading Kings and Chronicles, you will see the list of the men, amen, that David had under his control and the leadership. You know, you talking about how many of you would get in a pit with a lion on a snowy day with all you got is a stick in your hand? The odds is already against you. The snow is slippery. The, the line has got paws. He can, he can grip. You know. But Benia got in the pit with a line on a snowy day and killed him. Yeah. One guy got in, got in with a guy that had a big weaver's beam and he, all he had was a stick and he took his spear and killed him. You know. Shemia. Amen. When the Philistines came up against him, everybody just took off running. He got in his field and fought to keep it. All these guys is part of that 400. You know, they saw that they could become something better. 
See? They was not looking at enablement from anybody. Amen. They wanted to do something better. Amen. And that's got to be our attitude. We've got to say, I'm moving higher. I'm going to go higher in Christ. I want to be stronger in the Lord and in the power of His might. i got to put on the whole armor of God. Amen. I want to be able to do more than I've ever done before. Amen. They had to do it. They, you know, He didn't do it for them. Amen. He just inspired and encouraged them. And that's what we try to do here. That's what I try to do as much as I can and say the word, the word, preach the word, teach the word, because it's power in the word of God. Amen. The gospel didn't come in word only. It came in power. Amen. And so God says, after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, you shall receive power and you're going to be witnesses unto me. But if I got to keep enabling you, you're not going to be a witness. Amen. You can overcome. You can be an overcomer. Amen. Proverbs twelve twenty seven. Amen. And while she's going there, but if you when you read as you're reading through the Old Testament, Amen. You know that God led the children of Israel out of out of the Promised Land. Now notice, God provided for them. He did. He gave them manna. He gave them quail. Okay. But this is a type and shadow of the New Testament. Okay? He led them across the Red Sea. They became new children. He had to teach them how to grow. But you see, when they got into promised land, what happened? They had to start providing for themselves. Amen. He was with them as he's with you and me. I won't leave you. I won't forsake you. Call upon me in the time of trouble, and I will hear you and deliver you, and you'll glorify my name. Amen. But when they got to the promised land and got in the promised land, they had to start doing it themselves. They had to start fighting their battles. God was with them. He gave them strength. He gave them might to fight. Amen. But they had to plant their fields. They had to harvest their fields. They had to overcome those things in the land. And that's the same thing you and I must do. God brings us out of the world. He leads us. Amen. He gives us to start with understanding and directions and guidance as all scriptures are inspired by God. Amen. And so he teaches us how to live, how to do what is right. And then he says, now you go do it. Amen. That's why when Jesus asked, the, asked the, told the parable about the good Samaritan, and he says, now which one was his neighbor? The guy said, well, I suppose the one who did, he said, now right, go do it. Say, if you don't go do what the Word of God tells you, you're going to always be with your hand out. You know, you're going to have to learn to stop being an enabler to other people, and you're going to have to stop with, stop putting your hand out and grow. Amen. Think about Ruth. I'm going to get to this scripture in a second. But think about Ruth. You know, she says, told Naomi, don't, don't ask you, me to leave you. She didn't have anything. So what did she do? She went in the field and started working. You know, my God shall supply all your need, <laughs> but you're going to have to go get it. You know, he opened the door for her, you know, and she went out and did it. I get people who say, pray for me to get a job. Pray for me to do this. You know, well, if I pray for you and God give you a job, guess what? You better be content. 
You better go to work. You know, because God is trying to open the door. See, he's doing his part. You've got to do yours. Because if not, you'll become an enabler. And somebody else is going to have to always keep taking care of you. See, this is not what God desires. Proverbs twelve twenty seven: The slothful man roasted not that which is taken in hunting. Amen. But the substance of the diligent man is precious. In other words, look how lazy the guy is. He won't even cook his own food. Isn't that something? Jesus cooked this fish, didn't he? That's why he didn't eat sushi. <laughs> he didn't eat sushi. He, he cooked this fish. Amen. Huh? Yes, he does. Show me a scripture where Jesus ate raw fish. <laughs> he, he, when the disciples came to shore, the Bible says he had fish on the coals. That means that fish was done. <laughs> I say, well, it's smoked. It's still cooked. <laughs> Amen. But the slothful man roasted not that which is taken in hunt. It's too late to even cook his own food. You know, you don't in, you don't keep doing stuff like this. If they that lazy, what does Paul says in Second Thessalonians three sixteen through fifteen? Now we command you, brethren. Second Corinthians, Thessalonians. Excuse me, Second Thessalonians. 3, 16 through 15. <laughs> 6, chapter 3, verse 6 to 15. Now we command you, brother, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that you withdraw yourself from every brother that walked disorderly and not after the tradition which ye, which ye received of us. For you yourselves know how you ought to follow us. Notice. We are to follow the apostles and prophets in Jesus Christ. They gave us an example. Amen. So we are to mark them that walk disorderly. Amen. We don't keep enabling slothfulness and laziness. Proverbs 21, 25. Proverbs 21, 25. I'll come back to that in a minute, Sister Michaela. The desire of the slothful killeth him. Man, I love to have me that Cadillac. I love to have that coat Brother Richard's got. Man, we desire stuff. They desire, but they won't work and get it. Hello? Your desires will kill you. You know, but your hands, you got to go to work to get stuff. You know, people think that, you know, just because you got a little bit, you know, that it cut, fell out the tree or something. No, you've got to work. You know, God's principles, God's words give us instructions how to plan, how to prepare all these things to better ourselves. And so we have to keep following the principles of God. Amen. Desire of a of man can, but, the, but for his hands refuse to work. You know, how many times have you seen it? 
you know, I was talking to some of the folks. They, they was telling me, now granted, some of these people standing out here on the corner, they might be in great need. You know, but I am told that the majority of them are panhandlers. They won't go to work. One guy was telling me, he says he stopped and, and told the guy, says, hey, man, you know, come on. You want to go to work? He says, oh, no, I don't want to go to work. He says, what? So your son say you work, want to go to work. He says, no, I don't want to go to work. So you got to be kidding me. You know? So what are they doing? People are driving by. Get enabling them. Every time somebody roll down their glass, give them a dollar, give them two dollars, you know, they're enabling them to keep doing wrong. I guarantee you, if they didn't get something for a whole day or two days, I guarantee you they'll change their environment or change the way they're thinking. You know, we can't keep enabling people. Amen. Exodus eighteen twenty. Exodus 18:20 And thou shalt teach them ordinances and laws and shall show them the way wherein they must walk and the work that they must do. Amen. Notice they must teach them the word of God. Amen. So that they learn how to walk right and to work. Amen. So that they can take care of themselves. So they can prepare themselves. Amen. This is what God's word does for us. It teaches us how to do the right thing. Amen. So that we don't have to keep being given to all the time. Amen. God wants us to go teach. Amen. If we teach our kids how to be adults at the youngest age, they will grow up and become good adults and know how to make right choices and right decisions. But if we don't, they're going to be on your doorstep. I was listening to a news, what is it, about three or four months ago, I was listening to a news uh, break, and, and they were saying that now a lot of kids are moving back home and moving in with their parents because it's cheaper. You know? You kidding me? So that means they're enabling them. Now, granted, I know there are sometimes disasters, there are some kind of situations, you know, but you don't want that to become permanent. You know, you want to help them to be an overcomer, show them the right way, put them on the right course, and get them moving again. Amen. But don't enable them to keep doing this wrong, because what happened if you're gone? You know, then what are they going to do? You know, they're going to have to provide for themselves. And if they haven't learned how to do that, it's going to be hard. You know, we have to learn how to trust in God at every juncture and every situation. There's old saying, you give a man a hook. I mean, you give a man a fish, you eat for one day. You teach him how to fish, you eat for life. See? And this is what God is saying in his word. Teach them. Amen. Teach them the right way so that they will know how to live and how to work and do the right things. Amen. Second Timothy 2, 24 through 26. Paul writing to Timothy. Amen. 
He said, the servants of the Lord must not strive, must be gentle to all men, apt to teach, patience. Amen. Second Timothy, sister Michaela, 24 through 26. The servants of the Lord must not strive, must be in meekness instructing those that oppose themselves. If God prevents you, will give them repentance to the knowledge of the truth. In other words, teach them so that they will see where they are, so that they can turn around. Teach them the truth of God's Word. Show them how they can be better. You know, uh, that's like when I was counseling with men in prison and jail. I always tell them, you can be better than this. You know, I, I was telling guys how to become successful, uh, you know, managers once you get out of prison. And, you know, I, I tell them, I says, you know, it's, you're going to think because the system tells them you won't be hired. You won't be able to be hired. You won't be able to do this. You won't be able to do that. You know, well, and I'm telling them different. <laughs> you know, I was telling them, if you get hired of Hardee's, if you get hired of Burger King, if you get hired of Mark McDonald's, if all you're doing is sweeping the floor, I say, you do it to the best of your abilities. And I says, and while you're doing that, you observe what is going on, other people's jobs. Don't be afraid to ask somebody else, hey, man, what are you doing? How do you cook burgers? How how did the machine work? It says, learn what they are doing. And I says, and pretty soon, if you're faithful sweeping the floor and mopping the floor, the manager is probably going to see that you're faithful. And as a result, when the job comes open for something else, you can apply. And because you've been faithful here at doing this, they will probably hire you because you're already there. And now you're going to move up. You be faithful in that position. You know, you're still learning. You keep being faithful to that position. And pretty soon, I say, you can be managing the place. You can, you can let the system tell you constantly that you're going to be a prisoner, you're going to be a con, or you can prove them wrong. Uh, and so that's the thing. We have to learn. we got to teach people. Amen. That by chance, that God will acknowledge them to the truth, verse 26, that they may recover themselves. Notice, people has got to get to the realization that I can be better, I can do better. Don't keep it in enabling them to keep doing wrong. Encourage them that they can do better. You know, tell them what the Word of God says. So that they can grow in these things. And Paul goes on. Let's go back to Second Thessalonians chapter 3. Man, time just slips right on away. Second Thessalonians three sixteen through 15. Now we command you, brethren, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you withdraw yourself from every brother that walked disorderly and not after the traditions which you have received of us. For ye yourselves know how you ought to follow us. For we behave not ourselves disorderly among you. Neither did we eat any man's bread for naught, but worked with labor and travail night and day, that we might be not be chargeable to any of you, not because we have not power, but to make ourselves an example unto you to follow us. Notice, Paul says, we worked. So you can see the example. Amen. For even when we were with you, this we command you, that if a man not would not work, 
He shouldn't eat. If he ain't going to go to work, let him starve. Like I said, I help you to start with, try to help you to get on the right track, get on the right road. But if you don't take the advice, if you don't take the, the counsel to better yourself, I'm not going to enable you to keep doing wrong. I don't care if you're my brother, my sister, or whatever. You know, we have to make sure that people learn to grow. It's not of God. Amen. He came to preach the gospel to the poor. So if the poor accept the gospel, they can be rich. <laughs> Amen. I'm not talking about, you could probably become rich in, in, in monetary, but he wants you to be rich in him, in spiritual things. Because if you're rich in spiritual things, you will see who you are in Christ, and you will grow and mature in the things of God. So Paul says, if they ain't going to work, they shouldn't eat. For we hear that there are some which walk among you disordered, working not at all, but are busy body. Now them that are such, we command and exalt by our Lord Jesus Christ, that with quietness they work and eat their own bread. But ye, brethren, be not weary in well-doing. If ye any man obey not the words of this epistle, note that man and have no company with him, that he may be ashamed. Amen. Yet count him also not as an enemy, but as a brother. Amen. This is coming from the church. Amen. So he still got to wake up and grow in the Lord. Amen. And so Paul, they was workers. Amen. If you look at Acts 18, 1 through 3 real quick. Acts 18, 1, 2, 3. I might can get there in 10 minutes. I'm going to hustle real quick here. So we're talking about how the gospel hinders the, uh, I meant the enabling hinders the gospel. Acts 18, 1, 2, 3. After these things, Paul departed from Athens and came to Corinth. Amen. And found a certain Jew named Aquilas, born in Pontus, lately coming from Italy with his wife Priscilla, because they have, Claudius had commanded all the Jews to depart from Rome and came unto them. Verse 3. And because he was of the same craft, he aboded with them and worked for, by their occupation. There was tent makers. See, so they made tents. And they sold tents. So he says, we was workers. They, we had the same trade. Amen. They was together. See, they went to work. He, he says, I, you know, he says, I want you to know I worked. And that's what you got to do. Amen. Go to Second Thessalonians 3 again. Amen. As we just read, we see that Paul here says, amen. We wor- he worked, right? Amen. So Paul worked. They worked. Everybody's got to go to work. I work, work, fingers to the bone. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) What? Amen. We got to keep working. What's Colossians 3.17? And whatsoever you find to do, do it heartily unto the Lord and not unto man, right? Amen. Amen. You got to work. If you don't work, you don't eat. <laughs> Man, come on. Amen. Let's not be enablers to, to these people. Amen. So it, it hinders the gospel if we don't work. See? 
and that's not of God. Amen. People will never see how Jesus came to give them a better hope and a better way of life as long as you keep handing out to them. Amen. There's a better hope. There's a better way of living. Amen. Some homeless people choose to be homeless. Some people are homeless because of disasters and situations. But those that choose to be that way should just be left there. Amen. If they choose to be that way because they refuse to labor, refuse to work. Amen. There, I've seen many men that goes down here at, at labor ready, you know, trying to work, trying to get a job. You know, I, I, I had one guy, you know, he, he was here at the church, but now he's over uh, in Appleton. But he, he used to get up and all he had was a bicycle. And he lived down here in the attic, and he would ride his bicycle all the way out to the mall, you know, to be at labor ready, trying to get a job, trying to go to work. You know, sometimes he'd get hired, they'd go, have to go all the way to Westie. But the man was willing to work. Uh, he, he was not about to just keep asking for handouts. He was working, and when he got his little check, he started paying his tithes. You know, he, he you know he could he he would always say, I, "I'm I'm just trying to get better. I'm just trying to do better." And that's got to be the attitude of the people that we deal with. Amen. I don't want to continue down that same pathway, you know, as and not do right. Amen. Amen. Such was some of you, Paul says, but you wash, you justify, you sanctify in the name of the Lord. Amen. Slothfulness and laziness should not even be in your vocabulary. Amen. Especially if you know the truth, if you know the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. You're not always a victim. Amen. Come on. We can overcome these things. Amen. You're not always a victim. You're a new creature in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. I'm not going to always be an alcoholic. I'm not always going to be a drug dealer. You know, and by the world standard, I was probably both. <laughs> you know, but no more. Amen. Praise God. Amen. We got to keep moving forward. So, so how does one overcome this tradition? As we have been talking tonight, we must labor. Amen. Paul told the church at Rome in Rome chapter 12, verse 11. It says, not slothful in business, but fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Amen. Let's serve God with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength. Amen. Doing everything we can to rise above. Amen. Don't let the world put you in a box, but do everything you can to be an overcomer. Purpose in your hearts. Brothers and sisters, I'm going to be better. I'm going to go higher. I'm going to be all I can be in Christ Jesus. Amen. I'm going to keep going on and on and on. Amen. And John 10, 7 through 10. John 10, 7 through 10. Then said Jesus unto them, Verily, verily, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go out 
and find pasture. Amen. So when you come to Christ Jesus, amen, you get to know him now. Every time you go out, you should be going to something better. You should see something better before you. There's going to be another promise fulfilled. There's going to be something better because I am going higher and higher in Christ Jesus. I'm going to have plenty. I'm going to be overflowing. My cup is going to be running over because Jesus promised me a better and a greener pasture. Amen. Our cup should be running over. Amen. My cup didn't start running over when I became a pastor. Amen. My cup started running over as soon as I became an obedient servant to the word of God. Amen. As soon as I start doing what God's word told me to do, my cup started overrunning and overflowing. Amen. Before that, yeah, I was having to go get loans and do all kinds of stuff and all that stuff, you know, and I could have been enabled by the system to just keep putting me in debt, to keep putting me in debt. Amen. Because that's what the world is want to do is put you in enough debt so they can take everything you got. Amen. They will enable you to get in debt today. If you haven't figured that out, why do you think you get all these papers in the mail offering you a credit card every time you turn around? Because they know that most people are not disciplined with spinning. And so as long as you got a piece of plastic in your pocket, you walk through the Walmart line, you walk through the Kmart line, you walk through whatever line, and you got that plastic, amen, because you're trying to keep up with the Joneses, you slide it through the machine, and the next thing you know, that $5,000 credit limit is, is maxed out, and now you're going to slide another one, they'll give you another one, they slide it, and the next thing you know, your debt's over your head. So what did they just do? They enabled you to be a debtor. But beloved, I am persuaded of better things of you. That's what Scripture says. See, because when we learn God's ways and we learn God's laws, amen, we can see that we will work, we will be patient, we will wait for those things we have need of, and we will not run headlong into these things that the world is trying to entrap us. Because once we are entrapped, amen, by debt or anything else, it makes it hard for you to see what God is trying to do for you. And the system will keep enabling you and more. Come get more. Come get more. And the next thing you know, you find yourself discouraged. You find yourself, you know, just can't seem to overcome. But, beloved, God wants you to be smart. He wants you to overcome. He wants your cup to run over. Amen. So so don't let the world enable you. Don't let the world enable you to keep doing wrong. Don't let the world uh, keep enabling you to, to go into debt. Don't let the world just keep enabling you. Stand firm on God's word, on his laws, on his principles, on his ordinance, on his statutes. As the Psalms to say, the Lord of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimonies of the Lord are sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandments of the Lord uh, a pure and light in the eye. The fear of the Lord is clean and doing forever. And the judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold, sweeter also than the honey and the honeycomb. You don't want to do anything 
that will hinder the gospel from going forth in your life and in the other lives, in the lives of others. Amen. You, you can overcome these traditions. You can overcome these things. You're not a victim to them, beloved. Amen. And Jesus says, you have not because you asked not. Amen. Ask them for the things you have need of and then go work, go labor, go put yourself the, into it. Amen. And you will see that he will provide your every need. Amen. And the gospel is for you and I, and we can be overcomers in every circumstance and every situation. Amen. Tradition of men's can be broken if we trust in Jesus and obey his word. God does not want his people to be bound by tradition of men as it can pervert the gospel. We want them to know that he is God and that he came to give life and to give us life more abundantly. Amen? So we're overcoming traditions. Amen. So we got to rise. We got to rise, rise. Purpose in your heart. I'm not going to be bound by anything that prevents Christ from being seen in me and me in him. We're going to a better place. Amen. We're going higher. Amen. We're moving on to perfection. Amen. And all that we do. Amen. Yes, sir. Right. 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 Yeah, like I said earlier, I have no problem with giving to you. And I, 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 I think I said that, you know, sometimes I've given 20, I've given hundreds, but I'm not going to keep doing it. Somewhere I have to teach you how. To labor somewhere I've got to teach you how to to obey the gospel so that you can rise above that circumstance and situation that you're in. Granted, you are so true. God do tell us to be kind, to be loving, to be considerate, to do unto others as we would have men to do unto us. And that's what we do. But the greatest way to help someone is to teach them the truth of God's word so that they can rise above their circumstance and their situation. Kind of like Sister Parker talked last week about people as being victim, being a victim and just staying there. You know, you, we want people to rise above is what we desire them to do. So that's the line. I, I'm, you know, I'll help you if you're going to try to help yourself. <laughs> cut them off you know if if you're not going to listen to what i'm what i'm trying to tell you to help you better you know the better are you then that tells me you you're not concerned about doing better and say and pretty soon i just can't keep doing that you know granted i'm going to come at you with some love and kindness through it all say 
and and because I know you probably have some walls built up and stuff that needs to be broke down, you know. And so what I try to do is I try to love people the best as I can. But, you know, usually if they don't want it, you know, I'm still not going to give you my 20 bucks, you know, because not not because you, you don't want to hear the gospel. I'm not doing it because you don't want to hear the gospel. I'm doing it because you don't want to better yourself. And I'm trying to help you get better. See? And the 20 bucks ain't going to help you get better. All I'm going to do is enable you to do something wrong with the 20 bucks. Because if you don't believe in God, probably you're going to go do something wrong with it anyhow. <laughs> right. Yeah. So. Right. Right. Yes. Yes. But but that's but the, yes. But that's the, that's the thing. You know, is you, is you want people to to grow. You know, you want people to come into the relation because, like with any of us, and I tell you, if it hadn't been for the Lord in my life, you know, I, there's no telling where I'd have been. So I know it works. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I know it works because, as far as alcohol, I used to have to have a drink basically every day. You know, and, you know, and the other things I did, you know, but it had not been for Christ. You know, the gospel, it, it does bring a change, you know. And if a person wanted better themselves, I'm here to tell you, you get in that book and you become a doer of God's word. I mean, I don't care what you get in life. You know, that's why the book of, of if you read the book of Hebrews, chapter 11, the faith chapter, man, Look at all this stuff. That's why there's so much stuff in there. And the scripture says it's written for our example. You know, God is the forgiving God. God is the loving God. He's the concerned God. Amen. He's come to give us life and that more abundantly. And that's what he desires of us to, to do and to become. Amen. And like I said, you know, I, I believe in helping people. You know, there's people come through this door. You know, we that's why we have a benevolence policy in the church. We we try to help people, you know, but you got to show me you're willing to help yourself, too. You know, I'm not going to just do it all for you. You know, and that's the way our policy is. You you have to show us, you have to show the committee, the church board, that you're trying to help yourself. You know, I, I've had people call me and ask me about handouts. I says, well, I says, I'm the pastor. I, you know, I'm just a member on the on the church board. I says, I make basically the last call if there's a division or, or something with the board members. I says, but you have to come to the church and get the form. I'm not bringing it to you. You know? And so most of them don't come to church get the form. So what am I supposed to do? I had one guy call me one day. says, hey, pastor, you know, I got my family here. You know, I got my kid. I need to get back to Minnesota, you know? I'm starting feeling a little compassion. I said, okay. I says, uh, how are you going to get back? He said, well, I was thinking about taking the bus. I said, okay. No, I'm, be, I'm, I'm thinking about being kind and considerate. I said, I'll tell you what. I says, I, I'll meet you down to the bus station there in a few minutes. Come down to the bus station. I'm going to help you get your ticket. Well, can't you just give me the money? I says, no. I says, you want to go to Minnesota the Twin Cities, I'm going to come down by you and you. It, it's the wintertime. I'm figuring, you know, you tell me you got your kids 
I'm going to help buy the ticket to get the kids on the bus so you don't have to worry about that. You know? And he's talking about, can't you just give me the money? No, I just can't give you the money. You know? I'm going to buy you a ticket and put you on the bus. You know? So, 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 you know, yeah, that's the way this guy is, I'm telling you. You know, you t- I had one guy, he called me one, one day, and he says, you know, it was Thanksgiving. And he says, you know, my family, he says, and it's Thanksgiving, he says, I, I don't have money to, uh, you know, get meals and stuff for my family for Thanksgiving. I says, okay, tell me what you need. He gave me a list. He gave me a list. And I says, okay. I said, tell me your address. Give me your phone number. He gave it to me. My wife and I, our own personal money. We went to Walmart. We brought him everything he said on that list. I called him and I says, okay, I'm coming to your house to bring this stuff. And he was there. And we took it to him. You know? And, and stuff. So some people are legit. You know, and then there's others, and you just say, and usually you can find out which ones are just as warning handouts when you tell them, I will buy it. You know, then, yeah, because that's not what they they really want. You know, we've had people come through the doors, and a guy came one day, and he brought a list of what he needed, and the guy was sincere. He didn't go over the top. He, he First, he asked me, he says, you know, I think I can get everything I need for 50 bucks. You know, he had his list, you know, and the guy was considered. He was kind, and he says, you're, and I says, okay, I'll talk to the board members and stuff about it. And the board, you know, he t- he's told, even told us which store he would love to go to so he wouldn't have to walk a long ways to carry it, you know. He went to the store, got him a c- credit card with that amount of money on it for him, you know. They wrote on it, sinless. So he couldn't get alcohol and cigarettes and all that stuff on him and gave him the card. He came back by the church, met me here, got his, got the card, and went and got his, his stuff. So we try to be nice. We try to be considered. We try to be loving, you know, to, to help people to do right. But if people are not going to, if they don't want to better themselves, I, I, there's not a whole lot, you know. Uh, and sometimes people try to play on the religious cards, you know. I want to come to your church. Will you help me? Well, come on to church and get the form then. <laughs> yeah. So, amen. Maybe I'll have them Sunday. Amen. Father, we exalt you again tonight, God, for your goodness.